Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up, and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. Today, inside the huddle with us and ready to help us to move the ball is Terrence Wood. Terrence is a former college and professional football player, author, and the CEO and founder of Before You Go Pro, a student-athlete development and recruiting company for high school and junior college football players. Now, Terrence is also the grandson of Pro Football Hall of Famer, Willie Wood, and has a long lineage of football players and coaches within his background. Terrence also attended the University of Colorado, and he currently resides in the San Francisco Bay Area with his wife and four beautiful children. Terrence, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. How's it going? It's going great. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. We've got a lot to talk about. Definitely. And I appreciate you allowing me to come on your platform. I am just pumped at what you're doing and excited to be here. Awesome. So let's just jump right into this. Now, you come from a football family and your grandfather, Willie Wood, he played for the Green Bay Packers for many, many seasons in the 1960s. And for Green Bay Packers fans, I'm sure you remember him, incredible athlete. Now, I wasn't there, but I've definitely (laughs) done my research and read up on him. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Willie Wood's story, Willie led the league in interceptions in 1962. He was an all-pro seven times, and he played in the Pro Bowl eight times. Now, he was also a five-time NFL champion back-to-back in 1961 and 62, and then a three-peat champion in 1965 through 1967. And so your grandfather, amazing player, he was also inducted in the Packers Hall of Fame in 1977 and then the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1989. Incredible accomplishments. Yes. But what I think makes this story so much just more amazing is your grandfather wasn't drafted coming out of playing ball at USC. Right. But he didn't allow that to prevent him from really pursuing his goal, his dream of playing in the NFL. And so what he did was he wrote this letter to Vince Lombardi and he basically asked to try out. So that request was granted and Willie really impressed people during that tryout. And he ended up having a successful career in the NFL. And the reason I think this story is important to share is because this is an example of how we in our own lives have goals and we have been told no, or we've had outcomes that haven't gone our way. And we need to decide if we're going to go for it. These are fourth down moments, as I call them. And it's actually a concept that I write about in my Move the Ball book. And it was the inspiration for the book. And so often in life, we have to decide, are we going to go for it? or not. And your grandfather taking a chance, writing that letter to request a tryout is an example of how we should take those risks and go for it and see what happens. And so I applaud your grandfather for having that courage to really take that bold move and do something. So the question that I have for you, Terrence, is you know, hearing your grandfather share that story with you, are there any lessons or things that he shared with you as to why he did it or what prompted him to do it? 
No, great question. And once again, uh, great intro. And thank you so much for having me, Jen. As far as uh, my grandfather ever sharing with me why he chose, and it wasn't just the Green Bay Packers. He wrote letters to all of the NFL teams. There obviously weren't as many back then, maybe 12 teams or something like that, 18 teams. He wrote letters to all of the teams, but Green Bay was the only one who got back and Coach Lombardi. And he never expressed why he chose to continue to stick it out and go that route to try to, you know, put his foot in the door. But just back then, we have to remember the times, Jen. I mean, these were the late 60s, mid 60s, where there wasn't much opportunity for uh, young African-American males. So it really was either go back home to Washington, D.C. and try to find something to do, go into the military, or keep trying to pursue being an athlete. And luckily for him, he just had uh, such rare athletic talent that he felt in his heart he should keep trying to pursue to be an athlete. Wow. Well, I think it's an amazing story. And thank you for sharing that with us, because that's not something that I was aware of as far as that he wrote to all the teams. And so, you know, again, it takes courage to put yourself out there, send letters. You know, it's not as easy as now on social media, you can tweet anybody, right? Or you can try to reach out to anybody. I mean, you wrote letters and you put it in the mail and you sent it off. So amazing story. And he he had a great career. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And now I want to transition to you though. And let's talk about fourth down moments for you. Can you share with us a fourth down moment you've had in your life, either tied to football or outside of football and what you did? Another great question. And I love that phrase, fourth down moments. I'm going to have to steal that. (laughs) I'll obviously give you credit, but we'll definitely have to give that one to our kids that we work with. There's been so many. I mean, I know you've had so many in your life, Jen, but I'll give you maybe one from playing days and in those times, and then I'll give you another from maybe more recent. So a fourth down moment for me, thinking back, was my senior year in college and my college career I went to University of Colorado. My college career was up and down. It was like a roller coaster just because I was inconsistent with who I was trying to be at the time. So, you know, ups and downs. And finally, I had an amazing game that nobody expected. We had a big game versus Texas A&M. And they're 4-0. It was somewhat early in the season. They're 4-0. And I believe we're 3-1 or 4-1. And they were coming to our house. And I wasn't even expecting to really play that much outside of special teams. Got a chance to play, end up getting two interceptions, having a great game, you know, team defensive player of the game. Probably should have been Big 12 defensive player of the game. At that time, Colorado wasn't in the Pac-12. They were in the Big 12. This was so huge because nobody expected it. And the next game, we were playing an undefeated University of Texas team, which was 5-0, and and projected to go to the national championship. This was in 2001, and they were loaded. You know, Chris Sims, Cedric Benson, who obviously a lot of you Chicago fans know, Roy Williams, they were loaded. 
Derek Johnson, the linebacker who just retired with the Chiefs, you know, so so they were expected to be big time. And we were going out there. So now we're four and one, five and one, and they're five and oh. And I get a chance to start that game. So this was a fourth down moment for me, Jim, because my career had so many highs and lows. I spent time when I was young sitting behind future NFL draft picks. And then now when it's my time, we have a coaching change. So I kind of get lost in the shuffle. And now it's my senior year. We're going against who, who people thought at the time was the best team in the country. And I unexpectedly get a chance to start. So this was a fourth down moment to cash in on all the dreams that I had since I was a little boy with having a great showing in this college game. And unfortunately, I wasn't prepared for it because I didn't prepare the week before like I should have. So that was a fourth down moment when I was younger that kind of slipped through my hands. But when I'm older, you know, there's fourth down moments that happen all the time. And I'll give you a good story. A good story is we had a young man that we work with, and his name is Aaron Criswell. And this young man was very talented in high school. And he blew out his knee. And then he didn't have the offers coming out of high school. He blew out his knee as sophomore. He didn't have the offers that he wanted coming out. Then he goes to a prep school because he wants to keep his eligibility intact, but he still wants to go Division One. Once he finished at the prep school, he still only had Division Two offers. He had a decent season, but it wasn't amazing. He was still trying to trust his knee. So then he goes to junior college and has a great career, spends two years at junior college, and then he still has Division Two offers. And it was getting to the point where it was a deadline and he was going to have to make a decision. And it was a fourth down moment for both of us because one of the things and one of the services we provide is recruiting services. And we want to make good for all of our clients, for all of our student athletes. You know, if we say that we can get you to college, we want to get you to college. And I knew this kid was a division one level player. So it was getting down to the point where he was going to have to make a decision because it was almost April and, and scholarships were going to be up for his class. And we just banged the phones, me and another person, to really find him an offer that he deserved and was worthy of all the work he had put in. And sure enough, that school ended up being the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. It came at the bottom of the ninth. He ended up taking a Division One scholarship, ended up being an all honorable mention, all-conference player there and having a great career. Still lives in Vegas to this day. So there's two examples. When I was younger, you know, a fourth down moment that kind of slipped through my fingers. And then older, having a fourth down moment with another young man simultaneously and being able to make good. Great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story and listening to that. It reminded me of something. When we're watching the game of football, a fourth down moment is one play, right? You got one shot to convert, mm -hmm. get that next first down so that you can have another set of downs to continue to move the ball. Yep. In our own lives, it's not just one play, right? We have to decide, are we going to go for it 
Are we going to punt or what? But it's what set of plays are we going to run? You know, it's making multiple phone calls, doing many things to ensure that you can convert and get to where you want to go so that you can continue progressing down your own personal field and get across your goal line. So I thank you for sharing that story uh, because that reminded me of that, how football can help us in so many ways. But there are some differences, too, that we need to keep in mind as well off the field. And, and you have multiple plays to try to get that next first down in your own life. So it's not, oh, took one shot, didn't work. Now it's too late, right? You can keep going. You have to keep going. You have to, because when you don't, and that's where the regret comes, you know, when you don't keep going and then you lose that opportunity or time runs out and you start thinking back on it, and you, you know you could have done it, that's where the regret comes. So you got to keep going. Right. And as an athlete, you're continually performing under pressure. There's games where things are on the line. You've got to make a play to continue to have the ball and move it forward and score or, or whatever the circumstance may be. And so how has being an athlete helped you to perform under pressure off the field in your business and in life? It's conditioned me to not make excuses it's conditioned me to know the process of having success. You know, I don't think a lot of people know the process of having success, but, you know, sports, you got to have training before the season. You have camp or workouts or tryouts to see who can make the cut. You have plays that you have to learn. You have camaraderie that's built, and then you have your output and, and result. And you know with the result why you got that result a lot of times that you can look back on the process and maybe you skimped on something. You skimped on that run, that extra run or, or eating the right food. So you can look back with sports and see very clearly the process to succeeding or failing. And that's what's helped me after sports, whether it's with my business, with my family, you know, uh, building relationships, it allows me to trust that if I do the right things and work the right process, I'll get what I want in the end. Great. Yeah. You hit on some great points. I mean, preparation is key for one, right? It's not just about showing up on the field, ready to play the game. You've got to get yourself ready to prepare. For me, I think having a morning routine, preparing for what you're going to do for the day is a really great day to be, uh, is a really great way to be effective and maximize the use of each day. And so share with us, you talk about preparation and stuff, share with us like your morning routine. What do you do in the morning to suit up, to show up, to get psyched up for each day and to really move the ball? Yeah, you know, I actually, because, you know, we all try to make, changes for the new year. I've actually bumped up my wake up time this new year. So I try to wake up between five and five thirty. And really for me, I have to do that for success because I have a large family. I've got four kids and these kids, they want breakfast in the morning and they're going off to school. And me and my wife want to really be involved in that and be, you know, Hall of Fame parents. So we go hard on the morning routine and making sure that they're set. So I get up 5, 530 so I can have some time for me to digest what I need to take care of that day 
maybe stretch out. I'll come down to the living room. We've got a little electric fireplace so I can easily, you know, flip that thing on and stretch out and kind of think about what I want to take care of that day. Then I'm getting into helping them with their breakfast routine and and getting out the door, maybe dropping uh, the younger ones off. And then after that, you know, we're sending out our morning messages and morning quotes to our athletes. And then I'm getting after it. And the day can consist of many different things. Sometimes it's it's dealing with parents and, or, or coaches and players. Other times it's talking to college recruiters or, you know, we're a heavy content-based company. So every day we're always doing content. But I always can look back on my day, Jen, like I said, a process. And depending on how I started it, as soon as I woke up, you know, did I wake up at the right time? I was listening to this guy on YouTube the other day and he said, you have to stack wins. And he said, what do you get points for? If I wake up at the time I said I was going to wake up, then okay, I got some points there. If I got out the door, by the time I said I, I get out the door, I, I'm stacking points, you know, I'm stacking wins. And then you can look back and say, okay, the success from that day made sense because I stacked so many wins along the way. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because it is important to celebrate those mini wins, right? Assign points for doing different things. You look at all these apps and video games and what do you get? You get these badges, right? You've earned something for achieving some milestone and that motivates people. The same is true in life. You want to celebrate those mini things that you've accomplished and use those accomplishments to keep you motivated to moving forward. You know, I do this coaching program. It's called Inside the Huddle. And in my January monthly training, I talked about nine ways to tackle procrastination. And one of those ways was about celebrating and rewarding yourself for good behaviors, right? So waking up at the right time, doing the things that you're supposed to, that's a way to keep you moving forward. So I love that you shared that with us, because I think that's something we all should be thinking about is how can we implement a point system into our own lives, into our day-to-day routine to keep us psyched up. Exactly. You know, play a game, make it a game. Yes. Yes. No, I I love, I'm actually going to start doing, I like that point system. So, and you know, life's supposed to be fun. Work is not supposed to just feel like work. It's supposed to be fun. And so this is a way to, to make it fun. Yeah. Maybe you have a, a reward. Like you say, you know, all these apps have rewards. Maybe you have a reward uh, for stacking a certain amount of points for a week or for a month, you know? Yeah, no, that that's great. And that goes with this concept that I talk about often is the next first down. It's about getting the next first down in life. And that that's not focused on a reward for little, you know, wake up on time things, but it's many milestones and rewarding yourself for achieving those smaller goals. This takes it a step further and let's reward for the littler things. You're not hitting a milestone or a goal, but they're behaviors that are important to be able to position you to get to your goal. Bingo, which are wins. Yes, yes. So thank you for sharing that. And it's great in our lives when things are going right and we're hitting these little things, but that doesn't happen all the time, right? Life gets in the way, things happen. And there are times in our career or our business or just in our life when things aren't going so great and we fumble the ball. Exactly. And so when this happens to you, how do you bounce back from that? When I do fumble, I have to, and I don't do this all the time. This is something that 
because, uh, you know, we want to be candid and honest with the audience. There's times that I fall short of this, but I have to get better at really realizing why you fumbled. Sometimes we fumble because it was a fluke thing, you know, and then there's other times we fumble because we're not doing what we were taught. You know, we're not doing what we were trained. You know, is that ball high and tight? Are you carrying it loose? You know, so when I fumble an opportunity now or come up a little bit shorter than I think I should have, then I want to reflect first on on why that happened. If it was a fluke, you know, or something I couldn't control, you know, something tech goes bad. I've got this great podcast guest set up and all these people ready to listen to this podcast and, and something technically goes bad that I can control, then I got to let that go. And sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. But if um, I have this great guest sh- show up and the show goes wrong because I showed up 10 minutes late, you know, because of something I could have controlled, then I have to reflect on that and be honest with myself. So to answer your question, when things don't go right, my kind of protocol is try to be honest with why it didn't go right and then fix it. I like that. I think reflection is important. And when you look at, I mean, all pro college high school teams, they review the game film, right? They assess what went wrong, what went right. So it's reflection. It's being honest. I think that's important because sometimes people don't, want to accept the hard truth that they did something that they should have improved upon. So it's being honest, taking ownership over it. If it's something that you can control, like you said, you can't control everything. So you got to let those things go. You can't harbor negative energy or feelings. Let those things go. Focus on the things that you can change to move forward. Exactly. Great. So I want to switch gears now and talk a little bit more about before you go pro, your company. Tell us why did you start the company and why this was important to you? Well, and thank you so much for allowing me to share about Before You Go Pro because it's really a a labor of love for me. And to be honest with you, I kind of look at it as as my ministry. And we have an amazing team that, that really works with these student athletes. So the main reason why I started it, Jen, is because there were regrets that I had. You know, I felt that I fumbled the ball at the worst particular time. So it's like being in the Super Bowl, finally get your moment. You've always dreamed of this, about to cross the goal line, and you fumble at the worst time, and and you never get that second shot to do it right. So I kind of started before you go pro because I felt like I knew more about the business of football. I had information and I had leverage and connections and relationships that I wasn't going to get to utilize, you know, and information that I wasn't going to get to utilize. And I saw so many young athletes, young football players at the high school and junior college level, not fully being prepared for one, what they were asking for, whether that was a college football opportunity or an NFL opportunity, and two, fully knowing the business and how to go about doing it the right way. Then also I saw times changing where, you know, social media was giving kids a platform at a younger age. There was more exposure being placed on these young men at a younger age. 
and there was more money being made, which always makes things a little bit more complicated. So I said, okay, whenever there's a lot of money being made, the focus obviously isn't going to be on the individual. Let me build something that's focused on the individual. Got it. And tell us a little bit about the kids that you work with. I know you're focused on high school and junior college athletes. And the reason I'm asking this is there may be some listeners that have kids that are in that age group and they may want to reach out to you to learn more about your services and work with you. So what do you look for in the kids that you look to work with? Definitely. The kids that we work with are high school and junior college football players who have a desire to at least play at some level of college. So we're an education content-based company. We like to say coaching, content, and advocacy. You know, so we do a lot of content. We have a membership site where the athletes and the parents can learn the process. Like I said, a process, because it really is a process. A lot of these kids have enough talent, enough raw talent to get some money for college and, and to play football at some level. But are they following the proper process? Some of them go to schools where that process is kind of set and it's a great school that has a system, but most kids don't. And maybe somebody's in their home that that doesn't know the process. So we have a membership site which has webinars, videos, PDFs, teaches them what they need to have in place academically, socially, and athletically to be on the right track. And then for the ones that want to take it a step further, we actually have a mentoring and recruiting service where they get more one-on-one and hand-holding and we handle their recruiting and help them land scholarship offers. So specifically for high school and junior college football players, but here's the big kicker, Jen, and this is what really separates us. For one, we want to teach you how to manifest your own scholarship. And if we get to you young enough, you won't even need our recruiting service if you're doing what you're supposed to with the content. But here's the big kicker. We don't just want to get a young man to college because, you know, and then leave them because a lot of them still need support. They need guidance. They need somebody to talk to. It's a whole new chapter. So we actually, if we get to you in high school or junior college, we actually stay with you all the way through college until you hang up your cleats. And for us, a successful before you go pro uh, transaction would be you transitioning from football successfully and happily. That's where we want and becoming an alum, you know, and maybe recycling and coming back into our ecosystem to help the next one and getting back into your community. So for us, we start with them in high school or JC, but we carry them all the way through. Right. And playing football is not just about playing football and being a football athlete. It's about using football and the skills that you're taught to position you for success beyond the game as you transition into what's next for you in life. And, you know, from the time that I've known you, we've known each other for a while. I mean, you're doing great things with the kids that you work with. Share with us, what's been your most satisfying moment with Before You Go Pro? Ooh, that's a, a good one. There's been so many. I would say one of the big ones, and luckily for us, it happens every single year, 
is we do a college tour where we bring about 40 kids to four colleges in two days. And it's an overnight deal. And just being able to bond with those young men, being able to send some of those young men that that end up joining our program to college, because you don't have to be a part of our program to attend that tour. You just have to be a high school or junior college football player. So, you know, being able to have some of those kids join our program and send them off to college seeing some of the younger, some of the siblings come through. And just like I said, really being able to help and be practitioners of what we say we're going to do. That's always a fulfilling event for us every year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, being able to make an impact on a young student, uh, a young adult's life is is great. And again, I I love everything that you guys are doing. And so I'm glad that we're, we're talking about this and sharing with our listeners all the great stuff that that you're doing with your community. Um, so you also have a book called Before You Go Pro. Yes. Share with our listeners a couple of thoughts or principles that I know we've covered a lot here. Are there any other little nuggets that you would like to share about your book with our listeners? Yeah, the book is interesting. I was talking to my wife about this not too long ago. I think that that book, sometimes you write something and slowly it drips, you know, it's like dripping water. But I think a lot of people are going to come back around to that book because I'm working on some other projects that are going to come out. And and I think a lot of people are going to come back around to the Before You Go Pro book. So with the book, it's actually the first piece of curriculum, so to speak, for our athletes that join Before You Go Pro, because it really is a teaching book, and I label it the first self-help, self-growth book for football players. And it's entitled Before You Go Pro. It's on Amazon, and and you can find it. And and I definitely want to give your audience a link for a free audio book so they can listen to it. And I'm narrating it, so it's pretty cool. But the book is special, Jen, because not only does it encompass some of my journey within the football entertainment industry, but it also goes through some other people like my grandfather and some of my family members and and talks about some of, you know, my former teammates, but it really is a teaching book. You know, we try to educate and provide enough content where if people really pay attention and grasp the content and apply it, they can do this on their own. They can navigate this industry really on their own. And if somebody reads that book and really applies some of the lessons, not only will they be a step ahead of everybody else that they're competing with, but because I'm literally talking to the aspiring football player and the parent in that book. And it's very, very honest. If a kid is in eighth grade, he should read that with his parent. So it's very honest. It's very real, that book. But it will really teach you everything you need to know and how to navigate and what to expect. Great. Thanks for sharing more about the book. And as Terrence mentioned, I will be putting a link for the audio book in the show notes. So please go check it out. Have a listen. I know there's some great stories in the book and you'll learn some great lessons. So be sure to check that out. So what I want to do now is I do with every guest, I call it my two-minute drill. So I'm going to ask you seven questions 
boom, boom, boom. And we're going to just go okay. through it like a speed round. So are you ready? I think I'm ready. All right, here we go. What? <laughs> what's your favorite food? Roasted mashed potatoes that my mom or wife makes. Okay. Favorite movie? Ooh, this is going to sound super corny, but any given Sunday. Okay. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite sports team? 49ers. Thank you for not saying Green Bay Packers. <laughs> no offense, Green Bay Packer fans out there yeah, listening. No I love you. <laughs> He's a Bears uh, fan. Yes, yes. Just because of the Bears in me, I had to say that. But it's a friendly rivalry, so we have fun with it. Yeah. All right, next one. Best piece of advice you've gotten from a coach or a mentor? Don't give up. Don't quit. I know that sounds super cliche, but at the time I got it, I needed it, and it was great advice. Great. And then I'm going to flip this now. What's the best piece of advice that you would give to somebody? The best piece of advice I would give to somebody is if you feel a calling or you feel an intuition of something you should be doing to trust it. Love that. Okay, next one. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Ooh, there's so many, so many <laughs> things that people don't know about me. I think I'd say I have a goofy side that people don't really get to see or know, but my wife knows and beats me up on it. <laughs> you got to be goofy and have fun sometimes. So glad <laughs> that you share that with your, with your wife. Yeah. And the last one is if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Have to be the Black Panther. That's uh, I, have go, I have to go with the New Age times and and the technology and and the symbolism behind that that movie. So I think I think I'm rolling with that one right now. The Black Panther. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so as we wrap up today's show, tell our listeners what's the best way to follow you and get a hold of you. I will of course put any links in the show notes so people can connect. But if you want to share a platform, yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it, Jan. And, and this has been amazing. Thank you. But if you want to reach out to us and please, please check us out online, especially if, if you have a, a young man, maybe in your household, that's a young football player, you know, a coach or, or a parent of a football player. But our website is www before you go pro, just like it, it sounds uh, all one word before you go pro. Dot com. All our links are there, you know, for our blog, for our membership site, our recruiting service, the book, everything is right there. And we're really trying to make a mark in this world. As far as myself, you can reach me at Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E at beforeyougopro.com. Would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Before You Go Pro. Perfect. And I'll be sure to have all of those things in the show notes so you guys can access them anytime. And please reach out and connect with Terrence. Uh, Terrence, any last thoughts for our listeners? No, just, uh, hey, keep tuning into the show. And then, like I said, if you feel something tugging at your heart that you want to go after, get after it. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. But here's the thing. You have to go hard. Go all in. Go all in. Yes, yes. I like to say go all in or get all out, right? It's about yeah. going at 100% and 
and really following that passion. So thank you again so much for being on our show, Terrence. It was really great chatting with you. No problem, Jen, and keep up the great work. And thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks again for listening, everyone. And we will talk to you on the next episode. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button for the podcast so that you stay in the loop and you're in the know for when the next episode is released. Until next time, keep moving the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.